Welcome to episode 18 of FPL Toilet. This episode is called Apple Decider Vinegra. Uh, talking about yourself in the third person, it's arguably never acceptable. But the one time it hopefully is slightly acceptable is when you're desperately trying to make an FPL-based pun to start your podcast. So yeah, Apple Bonkers is deciding on Vinagra, because yeah, I, I'm not going to say he, I'll keep going with that, I've, I've had the Johnny injury lately, so yeah, I've got, I've got away a bit scot-free lately, I haven't had Madison, I haven't had Mendy, I haven't had Hazard a few weeks ago when he got his little knock, so yeah, I've been getting away with it, until right at the end, right before fixtures against Huddersfield and Cardiff, horrible timing, yeah, Johnny gets cropped for five to six weeks. So yeah, is is Vinagro an unimaginative sort of trap of a pick? Or is it just a smart choice? You know, even though it reeks of the eight-letter C word, it's a Wolves wingback for 4.3 mil. So yeah, that was probably the biggest reason I bought Johnny in the first place. 4.4 mil Wolves wingback. It's pretty hard to... Pretty hard to turn down, to be honest. See, so, yeah, Doherty on the other side, same situation. But yeah, I'd, I'd seen a lot of Doherty before I bought him, you know, three or four games of him. I've never seen any of this. I've seen Finagra for half a match when he barely touched the ball against Watford. Seems to have an alright cross on him. I think Wolves' his only chance in that game, I think he picked out. I've seen the stats, he got a goal and an assist in nine appearances last season. But yeah, I'll be lying if I said I knew anything about him, apart from the fact he plays wing-back for Wolves. Which in itself, could be enough. So yeah. I have other options, might go Digne, might double up on Digne and Mina. Mina. So yeah, a lot of options there. Or I might just wait a week, bench Johnny and get... One Bissaka back for Burnley at home next week. Uh, so it's sort of a segue to, I guess, the Mendy injury. There's been a lot of debate about Laporte. Is it an unimaginative and just... I'm going to say a bad pick to just get Laporte in for Mendy. Because, yeah, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's unimaginative. Yeah, sure, he happens to play for Man City too, but, you know, in defence... The, C, the eight letter C word, you know, it is a thing. The whole team gets gets clean sheets. And that looks like a team that's going to get a lot of clean sheets. But yeah, I think, I think I tweeted. It's like some people are talking about Laporte like he's Jamie Carragher or something and he's never going to score a goal. But this guy's scored two goals already this season. City are going to rack up the corners and set pieces just because they're so dominant on the ball. So yeah, I, I don't see why he's a bad... Bad choice at all, unimaginative choice. I'd maybe t- be tempted to go for Stones ahead of him, but it doesn't make Laporte a bad choice. Because, yeah, now there's 0.7 mil difference between them. Stones, if he's going to stay in the team, he's arguably sort of an equal pick. You know, both have a goal in them. Stones hasn't really shown it in the Premier League yet, but he's shown in the World Cup lately. And, yeah, just during matches, you can see it coming. Um... But yeah, talk about John Stones, 5.3 mil. Started a lot of games in a row now. Otamendi, I noticed, he hasn't played for three weeks in any competition. And he withdrew from the Argentina team during the break. 
So I'm, 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 I really, really rate Otamendi, and I, I find it really strange what's happened to him this season. So two theories there. Is he being sort of preserved for the business end of the season? You know, he played a, a load of football last season. Has it caught up with him? I don't know. I don't know if centre-backs need that much rest, but he is a very, very all-action centre-back. I think that's part of his appeal. But is he being preserved for the business end of the season? I don't know. I think that's too simplistic because, you know, he, he hasn't featured in big games against the likes of Liverpool this season. Yeah, all of all of City's big games, it's been stones, so maybe it's that's not the case. So another theory is the fact we've barely seen him you know, when they've been playing three times a week quite often is he's carrying some sort of chronic knock or something that they can't really, can't really shake off. So yeah, Stones, the way it looks, I mean, it's worth a punt at 5.3 because yeah, most of the time, if you're not, if he doesn't start, he's probably going to play zero minutes as well as a centre-back. I'm not going to say all the time because he has been thrown on late in games even in midfield, I think a couple of times in the past. But yeah, 5.3 mil City City centre-back with some goal threat. I think fair dues, anyone that goes for that. And I think as well, Delph. I mean, Delph might be laughed at, but same situation, 5.3 City left-back. I mean, even if he just gets a couple of assists a season or, you know, he loves a long-range shot late in games if they're dominating... And why not Fabian Delph? I mean, once we if we get news that Mendy's out till New Year, why not? You know, so one of the things that will put me off Delph is I just think he's a bit of a bit of a wild tackler. But I've looked at his record; he, he hasn't got many cards lately. Obviously, he hasn't got the most minutes. But yeah, even if you do it relative to his minutes, he's not really picking up cards. And yeah, he played very well for England recently. Bit of confidence, made him captain. So yeah, why not? Pep trusted him last season for a lot of games when Mendy was out. Uh, wow, six minutes, just talking about bloody defenders. Okay, um, Laura. Um, I have a game week specific point now, and that's, it's quite a niche one, but I like that because it means no one else to be talking about it. So it's opposition clean sheets against Huddersfield and what that means for centre-backs. So, this is a Ryan Bennett-specific point. If you've got Ryan Bennett, I know because he's four-point mil, he's often just benched regardless of how good the fixture is. So reluctantly benched, just because, yeah, let's say you had Robertson, Alonso, Mendy, might not have room for Bennett, even in nice fixtures. But I'd really try and play in this match, just because if Wolves keep a clean sheet, history suggests that it's the centre-backs that get the most bonus against Huddersfield. So, six clean sheets against Huddersfield this season. In those six clean sheets, the only time full-backs have got more bonus than the centre-backs is if they got an assist. So Trippier did it once, Firmenia got an assist, and Messina got an assist as well for Watford. But otherwise, uh, the only exception to this rule in six games is Aaron Wembasaka. So the the tackleator, tacklezilla Aaron Wembasaka is the only exception. So the first clean sheet was Chelsea. Really good, got the three bonus, and that was especially impressive because Alonso got an assist in that match. 
So yeah, Rudiger got the three bonus. Next one, Sol Bamba was top for bonus. He got two bonus points there. He beat the goalkeeper and the fullbacks. Uh, next clean sheet, it was Crystal Palace. And yeah, Wambasaka got the three. I think Saka got the two in that match. Uh, Davinson Sanchez was top for bonus when Tottenham got a clean sheet there. He got one bonus point. Although, yeah, Trippier got the two bonus. But if you take that assist off, Davinson Sanchez would have finished above him. Next was Liverpool. Lovren got the three bonus points. And Van Dijk had a share of the two bonus points. So yeah, then it was Watford. So both fullbacks assisted there. So yeah, Femeni got three bonus. Messina got one bonus. But if neither assisted, then Cathcart would have been joint top there. So yeah, if you've got Bolly, I'm sure you're going to play him because he's 4.5. But yeah, Bolly and Bennett. If Doherty and Vinagra don't assist or score... And, the, and uh, Wolves keep a clean sheet. Don't be surprised to see Bennett getting 9 points or 8 points. Or Bolly getting 9 points or 8 points. Don't be surprised. Because, yeah, I guess part of that is keepers against Huddersfield aren't making a lot of saves. So, yeah. Those centre-backs could pip, uh, what's he called, Patricio. So, Patricio's done really good for bonus this season. A couple of games where we got a clean sheet and 6 saves. But, yeah, on paper... Not the most six games isn't a lot of evidence, but yeah, on paper, do not bench Bennett. That's all I'm going to say. Actually, it's not all I'm going to say. I think it makes complete sense that that history, but just based on watching Huddersfield matches, you know, the way they play is it's quite direct. You know, they know their strengths are sort of aerially. So yeah, they're happy to just pump it up to Mounier, pump it up to De Poitre. Maybe look for layoffs to the more technical players like Pritchard and Moy coming in from behind. But yeah, they rely a lot on set pieces. I don't think that's unfair to say. You know, it's, it's not necessarily negative at all. But yeah, they know their strengths. So yeah, it puts the centre-backs under a lot of pressure to clear things. And someone like Bennett, he's great for CBIs. He'll clear almost everything. So yeah, I think it, logically it does make sense. And yeah, I don't think Huddersfield even play with wingers. I think they only have wing-backs, so yeah. It does make a lot of sense that the centre-backs are winning out on bonus, as long as the full-backs don't get an assist. 11 minutes on defenders. I'm all in now, I might as well, might as well just keep going on defenders. So yeah, Lucas Digne, big talking point now that Mina's got injured. A lot of people looking at Digne, probably... Largely because Everton got that clean sheet against Chelsea. That was pretty dreamy. The over-maligned Everton defence keeping out a hazard. Mwah. Just, oh, the dream. Uh, but yeah, Digne, so I think if... I like to put a sort of subconscious rating or valuing on a defence. And Everton, for me, are a 5, 5.0 mil defence. So Mean is 4.8. He's already under that rating in my own head. And that racing's if you've got sort of no attacking threat or just bog standard average attacking threat. So yeah, the fact he's also on set pieces looks good for BPS. He does look dangerous coming forward. He is quite advanced. And yeah, Yeri Mina could potentially be a starter now for his set pieces. See, I think 100% viable. Like, it's not even a question in my head. 
So yeah, I think he should have been he should have been talked about regardless of that clean sheet against Chelsea and Mendy getting injured. Maybe he wouldn't have been if neither of those things happened. But yeah, I think I flagged him up. Episode eight, I think I can't remember. But yeah, I really really like Digne. Um I've thrown Mina in my team, but now I'm thinking of getting Digne as well for these three home games coming up. I wouldn't advise anyone else to get Mina just because. We don't know if he's nailed. 5.4 mil on a guy who's on the bench will not be a pretty sight or not be a pretty feeling. But if he is starting, it will be a very pretty feeling. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't advise anyone to get him. And I'm, people correctly pointing that out. But you can't you can't then promote Michael Keane. You know, who's to say in two weeks' time that the centre-back pairing won't be Zuma and Mina? I don't, I don't think we know that. I know it's Keane's place at the moment, but you know who's to say? I think Mina will come in eventually. It's just a matter of when, not if. So yeah, I think that would make me a bit nervous going for Keane now. So yeah, Digne is the smart choice, hundred percent, and the cheapest choice. But yeah, Keane. If Keane, if it is Keane and Mina, which to be honest, I'd probably bet on it being, because yeah, amongst other things, Zoom is not even their player. He's on loan. He could just be seen as cover. There's not that investment in him that there might be in other players. Apparently, Silva was literally phoning up Mina daily during the during the transfer window to try and get him to come to Everton. So yeah, but yeah, what am I talking about? Oh, I think so. I think Keane becomes a better option with Mina in the team just because Mina's going to gobble up the opposition's best uh, marker on set pieces. So yeah, similar to say Lovren because of Van Dyke. So yeah, I think that's even better for Keane, who 4.9 mil is under that 5.0 marker point, and he's got clear goal threat and assist threat, to be honest. You know, one of his headed attempts could be blocked or saved, and someone scores the rebound, or flicks on a header at the near post, or just plays a ridiculously good 60-yard ball up to Tossen, like he did a few game weeks ago to get his assist there. But yeah, I think a lot of value in the Everton defence and gloriously stigmatised Everton defence. So yeah, kept nicely under the radar. Because people, I still see it now. So yeah, the Mendy injuries brought up people looking at the Everton defence. So it's brought up all the anti-Marcus Silva stuff which is just, it's ridiculous. Why are you judging Silva on the whole defence? You know, look at look at the players Hull had in their team. There's a reason everyone predicted them to come 20th that season. Um, I mean, everyone, even Hull fans. Or oh, you're judging him on his Watford tenure, his brief tenure there, when, you know, at the one point our back four for about five or six games was, I think it was Ziegler... Moller Wagway, probably can't even remember he exists because he was like our sixth choice centre back, and yeah, this injury situation was so dire that he was forced to play. Uh, Mariapa and Yamat in the back four is just always a bit of a car crash. So yeah, why are you judging Silver on that? Or the start of his Everton career, he had Jagielka, Holgate. Kenny had to come in and play a few games and Baines started the season. Respect to Baines, he's I think he's 34 or 35 in December. 
So, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not peak Leighton Baines. So yeah, I've, I've, I've said it too much, too many times already. I'm boring myself. Marcus Silver reputation is ridiculous. So yeah, exploit that ridiculousness by, yeah, getting a piece of the Everton defence underpriced in my opinion. Sixteen minutes on defenders. Let's go for the full twenty. Right, Man United defence. So. Lindelof is available at 4.8 mil and quite rightly he's not even mentioned if there's a sign of a defence in trouble it's, that's it so yeah the Man United defence what has happened this season what has happened I mean you probably say the cracks were there last season De Gea sort of covering over those cracks heroically most of the time but yeah now he's not really on it this season the cracks are even wider, and yeah, goals keep falling through those cracks. And yeah, Luke Shaw. If you told me going into game week one that Luke Shaw is going to keep his place until now, he would have 100% been in my team. And yeah, apart from game week one, I would have been kicking myself. So yeah, I've sort of luckily got away with that. Because yeah, Luke Shaw is what, 5, I think he's 5 1 still? On paper, 5-1 Man United left-back. That's great value. Lindelof playing every game now, 4.8 mil. I mean, he's not got the best goal threat, but even just for bonus, that's enough. We saw, saw Phil Jones last season. He was 5 mil, just relying on bonus. He was an amazing pick. But yeah, I'm going to sound like a Watford fan patronising the Man United defence. What a time to be alive. Uh, yeah, I genuinely feel sorry for Man United. Genuinely feel sorry for them. And yeah, the fact that I haven't even put Lindelof on my watch list and he's a 4.8 mil Man United starter. So yeah, oh. I'll tell you what, I'll put Lindelof on my watch list. He can join Luke Shaw, who's been there all season. But yeah, are they going to sort themselves out? See, I've sort of got the Arsenal defence and the Man United defence on my radar. But while I think, I'm not sure Arsenal, unless they sign someone new, I don't think they're ever going to sort it out with the, with the current crop of players they've got. Whereas Man United, I've still got a lingering feeling that I think they will, they will sort it out eventually. Even Chris Smalling at 5.8, I thought could be good value. See, I think it was a couple of months ago when Mendy got his first injury, I thought, you know, Smalling could be decent. But yeah, I had the old Man United defence in my head. The defence that actually kept clean sheets. So yeah, if you're out there, Jose, Man United clean sheets. Where are you? Where are you? Let's be up in you! So yeah, getting Smalling, for example, that would have that decision would have aged terribly these last few weeks. And talking of decisions aging terribly, selling Raúl Jiménez. So part of the reason I got rid of him was the international breaks looked to be affecting him. The game week he came back. This time he got a complete breather from the second game. So yeah, a whole week off. So that's that's aged terribly. And yeah, probably more, more crucial than that. I wanted to free up a Wolves spot to potentially get Patricio back in. And now Johnny gets injured, which would have freed up that spot for me. 
So yeah, it's just ah, oh, it's, it's it's aging as badly as a takeaway curry. I mean, I mean, it's this yeah, the same colour in my team as a takeaway curry. That sort of orange mess that stares back at you. Why am I talking about takeaways? Screw, it, I'm going all in now. You know, you you get a pizza, a few slices left the next day, still looks presentable. You get a curry or a sometimes a Chinese takeaway. You look at it Sunday morning, you're like, oh my god, what is that? An, is that an abortion? What is that? There, get in the bin. You know, that's that's like my decision to sell Jimenez. It's just looking so so much every day. Not even every game week. Every day something new happens to make it look even worse. I'm sort of expecting to read today that Ruben Neves got injured for Portugal, and so yeah, Jimenez is 100% going to be on penalties. Because yeah, let's say his second choice taker, well, Neves plays 90 minutes every week, so there's not going to be many second choice penalties to take. But yeah, what an error that was. Actually, you know what, I'm going to claim that Indian takeaway reference was in fact a brilliant segue to my to my warning that, yeah, next week there's probably going to be no pod because I'm in India all week. I've got an Indian wedding. It's an absurdly long way to go for a wedding, so I've made a holiday of it. I'm there all week. So, yeah, aside from not finding the time or being too stuffful of amazing food to care, I'm not going to have seen any of the action, so, yeah, I can't really justify making a pod when I've seen nothing myself. So, yeah, just a quick heads up there. Give you a lot a few days to prepare for the tears. Because, yeah, I know you'll be distraught because, yeah, you base your whole weeks around these pods, don't you? Clearly. So, yeah, a few days to hide the pills, hide the alcohol, stock up on tissues. And, yeah, there's a little heads up. So, yeah, thanks for listening. 20 minutes on Defenders. Can't believe it. What's going on? But, yeah, good luck game week 13. I hope it is unlucky for some, but... I hope that sum doesn't include you, and especially if you bought in an Everton defender. I wish you good luck. Yeah, re, yeah, re, yeah, re, yeah, re.